Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is February 18th, 2019. And we bid a warm welcome to you all. The purpose of the webinar, as you know, is to introduce the work of triangles to those people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. The second purpose of the webinar is to create a platform for those of us who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative alignment in support of the work of strengthening the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a line of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the planetary network of triangles. And as this network is visualized, surrounding the planet with golden triangles, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout this planetary network, releasing it into the consciousness of humanity, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day and can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So now before we go into our brief visualization and the sounding of our opening mantra, I just wanted to let you know that we will have a return visit today from one of our previous presenters, James Mills, from the UK. He's a longtime student of the Alice Bailey teachings and also an architect with a special interest in geometry and proportion. So we look forward to hearing from James. And so now, before we sound the mantra, as I said, let's work together with our a brief visualization. Let's lift the consciousness to as high a point on the mental plane as possible. Look out over the world, seeing it as one of light, with here and there points and centers of intensified light.
See the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration. Regard yourself within the planetary network as a channel among many channels transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy. And now imagine the potent love energy pouring through the network of light, stimulating the many points and centers of energy, transforming the pulsation of energy into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. So before we go into our meditation, I just wanted to share a few points related to this opportunity in the annual cycle. As we work today in preparation for tomorrow's day of safeguarding, the day of the Pisces full moon, a culminating sign. We know it's the final sign of our known zodiac at this point in our planetary evolutionary cycle. So in a sense, we're told that Pisces is very synthetic. And so in one sense, you could say that the energy of Pisces underlies and conditions every sign within the zodiacal wheel because Pisces takes 
takes on the qualities and the gifts and jewels from each sign and uses it as her own. And she can only do this, the uh, Piscean archetype, to the extent that she realizes that all of these gifts and jewels are not for herself, but rather are to be given sacrificially in service. And that is the other underlying quality of this great culminating sign, this idea of sacrificial service, the relinquishment of gain as the Gita speaks of, not to serve because we're busy, not to serve because we want attention, but more fully to serve because there comes the recognition that there is no other way, no other way out of this world of challenges and into a more expanded state of consciousness can only be achieved through sacrificial service. And so now I think we can move into our meditation. Let's link in thought as a group, as a point of love and light, with all those people throughout the world who are working as we are with this Triangles Meditation Group. We link with the spiritual will, the highest center. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network.
hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to this inpouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. As we sound the great invocation, let's pause to consider the underlying meaning of the words that will be poured out. And let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love, within the heart of God. Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone. And now I'd like to turn it over to James. So let me unmute your microphone, James. Okay, welcome. Hi, Kathy. Hello. So um, I'd like to share a few thoughts uh, this evening or this afternoon or this morning, wherever you are, about uh, the triangle, um, the mother of all form. If we look at the world from a purely geometric perspective, the first manifestation is a single point in space, a unity of no thing from which everything comes. If we divide this point into two, we then have two points in space joined by a line from the unity of the point to the polarity of the line. These two things exist as ideas. They have no physical manifestation. If we add a third point and we join all the points together, we have the triangle. This gives us the first fundamental shape in our universe. You could say that the triangle is no longer a pure idea, but neither is it a three-dimensional object. It is a bridge between the inner and outer worlds. A triangle has a surface area delineated by the three relationships between the points, but it has no volume. It is two-dimensional, flat. In India, it is called mother, as it is the shape or channel which gives birth to all forms. The triangle is a principle of creation through which the transcendent power of unity and its initial division of polarity must pass to enter into the manifest universe. To quote from Alice Bailey's book, Esoteric Astrology, page 429, the triangle is the basic geometric form of all manifestation whether it is the manifestation of a solar system, the manifestation of the zodiacal round, the cosmic triplicities, or the tiny reflection of this divine triple whole, which we call man. From the threeness of the triangle, we manifest fourness, symbolizing the material world, in two ways. Firstly, creating the four-sided square in two-dimensional space. Or, secondly, the four vertices of the tetrahedron in three-dimensional space. In my last talk, I explored the creation of the 12-pointed star from the intersection of two circles to form a vesica piscis, like the shape of a fish. Here is the geometric sequence, and as can be seen, in the middle of the creative process, the square in blue is the next shape to be born from the vesica after the triangle. If we now draw a number of interlink interlinked vesicas, we can generate a series of regular poly polygonal shapes radiating out from this basic geometry, analogous perhaps to a tree with its roots and branches. At its center is the triangle, the mother shape in red. This kind of geometric exploration is two-dimensional and stimulate, stimulates our abstract symbolic way of thinking. In this realm, mandalas are formed to aid us in stilling the lower mind so that the higher mind is activated in meditation. 
if we now look at three-dimensional space and the generation of the tetrahedron, in purely archetypal terms, it is the first regular geometric solid found in nature, one of five geometric solids made famous by Plato, the Platonic solids. In our everyday material world, all forms can be triangulated structurally to give them strength and rigidity, as can be seen in engineered geodesic structures, uh, made famous by Buckminster Fuller and his geodesic dome. The triangulation of non-physical forces is used extensively, for example, in electronic digital mapping using global positioning satellite technology, as we call it GPS. The, world, the word material has its etymological roots in the Latin word mater or mother. Therefore, in language terms, triangle, the mother shape, relates to material and its myriad uses in our world. Specifically, in this work of triangles during our group meditation, we work with the triangle in two ways. In two-dimensional space, we visualize the 12-pointed star symbol, amongst other mandalas or symbols, to still our lower mind and to penetrate into the non-manifest universe via the higher mind. And we also, in three-dimensional space, we are asked to visualize illumined spherical triangles in etheric matter that stretch across the surface of our world and connects us up with two other people to form a network of triangles informed by the qualities of love, light and goodwill enveloping the planet. Please note the planet is missing from this, uh, this diagram, this image, uh, to emphasize the curving triangular nature of the, of the uh, triangles. I have also included in this diagram a speculation um, and the question that I speculate on is, does our visualized triangles network, which may look like a ball of, ball of illumined wool wrapping around the planet every which way, at a higher level of etheric consciousness become a formalized regular geodesic sphere, uh, something to ponder on. Therefore, to summarize, as our work is an act of creative will and the ability to use our imagination singularly and collectively in a powerful way to engage with and remodel the etheric matter of our planet's body, as we know, energy follows thought. So the triangle is the bridging form between the non-manifest and manifest universe. The triangle is the generator or mother of all geometric forms. And the triangle can be used as a two-dimensional abstract symbol or as a three-dimensional material object or shape. Thanks, that's it. Thank you, James. That was wonderful, very thought-provoking. I'm sure I only understand a fraction of it, but uh, a fraction is good. So now we will open up the sharing to anyone in the group who would like to either raise their hand by clicking on their name in the participants box or by posting a comment in the chat box. Um, and while we're waiting, um, James, do you have any, I, I think this final slide of the Zen painting is, is wonderful. And I just wondered, um, 
I have, you know, a thought about it, but I just wonder what your thoughts are about this. I, yes, it's, 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 it's always fascinated me. Uh, and it is interesting, isn't it, that it kind of follows the, uh, the three yeah. <laughs> that Tibetan talks about. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really know more about it than that, but I guess it's part of the Zen canon because um, you can find this image painted many, many times over if you look, if you Google oh. it. Oh, interesting. Does it have a name? Is it? Do they give a name to it? No, not not that I know of. But I, that somebody who's in, up in Zen Buddhism might be able to say what it what it. Maybe it's a three dimension, a three. Um, sorry, a, a visual koan, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but for those in our audience who don't understand or have not heard of the Tibetans' uh, sequence of these shapes, could you explain that? Yes. Um, so we're told that the uh, etheric body of the planet at the moment is is uh, transforming from a, a series of squares, um, like chainmail, as it were, uh, around the planet, square uh, interlinked squares, to triangles, which is what our work is to transform that uh, network into triangles, and then eventually, in I don't know a long, long time in the future, it's supposed to then morph into a series of intersecting circles. Um, I guess becoming more and more, um, the, the, the energy becoming more and more fluid and, uh, and, and yeah, I, I, I guess, a more spiritual. Yeah, thank you. Mm. Uh, there's some comments you might want to read and comment on yes. if you have anything. Yes. You can see yeah. them, can't you? Yes, I, I have got them. Thanks. Sirius, a tri-star portal into this universe. Is it also a triangle effect? I I don't know, I'm afraid. I, I, I don't know much about the relationship of um, Sirius to uh, to the triangle. <clears throat> Although we do know in the uh, we are in the new age symbol uh, in the Lucis Trust. Um, the, the triangle is obviously very important and it sits uh, centrally uh, behind the blue star of humanity. Um, so perhaps there's some relationship to the white, large white cross, which is right at the back of the symbol, which is, we're told, represents the cross of Sirius. Um, so I guess it is a kind of a portal. Um, Yes, Clint, uh, you were asking about the Vesica Biskis. Well, basically, it's just that two two circles intersecting, creating a uh, that um, fish elliptical shape, and it has lots of properties uh, mathematically um, generated from that particular shape, and it was obviously used a lot during the um, uh, the the, the um, Christian high renaissance and it was also used in Islam uh, for architecture and, and art and, and, and so on um, So yeah, and it is related to the flower of life as uh, Bronwyn Points out and there's a huge amount of information on on the internet about the flower of life and its relationship to uh, the vesica and, and all the interlinking uh, Circles that come from that w well worth looking at if you haven't already done so um, it seems the triangle is embracing the circle, but not the square. Uh, yes, I guess it's a sequence, Yanis, from the square to the triangle to the circle. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm, the vesica, it's, it's again one of those uh, 
things in sacred geometry, which is used a lot to generate all kinds of uh, geometry. Um, yes, the triangle described in esoteric astrology, that is Sirius, the heart of the sun and hierarchy, right? Gives us on page 133 of Dino 2, the Stubben gives us a little sequence of relationships between the square and the triangle. Mike, do you have any insights on the sequence? I'm afraid I don't know the sequence. Um, uh, sorry. Um, and Dominic asks, when did the triangles form and what was there before the triangles? Well, that's, I guess, it's sort of fundamental nature, the fact that it's, it's the first uh, three-dimensional uh, surface that can be formed out of, um, out of points. Uh, from a line, from a point to a line to a, to a triangle, that's what makes it such a fundamental shape. Um, and it, it's interesting in India, the fact that they've, you know, given it the name of the mother, which is something quite uh, obviously very fundamental. Um, James, there's two hands raised, so I'm going to unmute uh, their microphones. Diane? Oh, let's see. It didn't seem to unmute. Diane, can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Um, thank you, James, for the presentation. Um, I had seen a documentary recently about how everything in nature is a series of repetitive um, geometric shapes. And through your presentation and the um, pictures that are shown, it um, helps me to see how the triangle within um, building forms, outer forms, um, also represents uh, our own building form. And when I look at uh, some of the um, the uh, examples of the shapes, instead of looking at them from a two-dimensional um, perspective, I feel myself trying to see them from a, a four or five-dimensional perspective. And it seems like it helps to expand the consciousness and the ability to perceive things in a different way. So I truly appreciate your presentation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Diane. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, there's so much in it. Uh, this is just a very uh, basic kind of presentation to, I guess, what I wanted to try and do was to tease out these two ways of seeing the triangle, the one which is actually working with three dimensions and multiple dimensions, and the other which is working very much as the triangle as a, a very powerful flat symbol which is to do more with centering our consciousness. One, in a way, tends to allow the consciousness to expand. And in a way, the two-dimensional way of looking at a triangle seems to bring the consciousness into a point. Okay, thank you, James. And I'll unmute Martin. Uh, Hello, okay. can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Yeah, hi, I, I wanna comment on uh, the fourth image with the red triangle. Basically, I see that the red triangle base connects circle one with circle two, center to center. Mm -hmm. And if we look at circle one as what DK calls the previous grand cycle, the previous solar system, and circle two as the future solar system, or the future grand cycle, 
or cycle of the grand man in the heavens, we're connecting the world of duality, which is a flat plane world, the world of the cube with each with six faces. So we're connecting duality or two-ness through the base of the red triangle to oneness, which is threeness. And threeness is to me, the symbol of synthesis. And we who are born in consciousness in this threeness, and there's much more to say, but I just saw that connection of, and, and as, as a, a video I saw online says, if you take the center of the base of the red triangle, the way uh, the cr great creator creates is to move if you put your two fingers together as picturing where those, the center of that and pull them apart, you draw the line by pulling apart, not by going from one edge to the other. And I think those two ideas, the idea that the centers of two creative cycles are connected by threeness and the center of the base of threeness is the origin of the creation. And it's done by drawing apart to the periphery of a sphere and not by any other way. That's it. Thank you, Martin. Well, wow. <laughs> that's food for thought. Yes. And then there's one more. Uh, I can't seem to mute Martin. Let's see. Okay. Uh, John, did you have yes. a comment? Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. I wanted to thank you for your talk, James, and you had mentioned as we create more and more triangles how the earth is covered with them. The imagery at first is almost as if there's this yarn wrapping around, mm -hmm. and wouldn't it be nice over time if that could be reduced to something more orderly aesthetic, I suppose, like a geodesic dome? Yeah. When you said that, it sparked the memory of, I'm shooting from the hip on this, it's something I read probably 50 years ago. It was a French mathematician, Jean-Victor Poncelet, who served in Napoleon's army, was captured and held in prison for about 18 months. In order to keep his mind active, he created in his mind an image of a tube. He wanted to make a kaleidoscope with equal-sided triangles and arrange them within the tube, one after the other, so that you could see a pattern when you looked through it. And he did this all entirely in his mind through creative visualization. He had no tube. He had nothing to write with. He literally pictured a tube and with his mind's eye moved these equal-sided triangles around within the tube until he thought that they would make um, this beautiful um, pattern if you viewed it right through the tube. The reason I share this is it comes to my mind quite often when we think of triangles and though it may appear on the surface to be somewhat chaotic in pattern, when arranged properly or viewed from the right plane or planes, I think they do resolve themselves into quite an orderly pattern. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, that's, my, that's my intuition, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to know whether that, um, 
that 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 is the case. And and one thing which struck me, I was thinking about the etheric planes, uh, you know, in the constitution of our cosmic physical plane. And there are seven, aren't there? There are seven uh, uh, subdivisions of the etheric uh, plane. And I was just wondering whether possibly going up towards the higher end of the etheric, um, you know, level six and level seven, it may be that, you know, there is a formalization which takes place from a, a more uh, organic uh, collection of uh, shapes. I don't, I don't know, but it's, uh, yeah, interesting to speculate. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Well, we have a few more minutes, James, if you'd like to read some more of the comments yep. in the chat box. Yep, we'll do. Um, uh, right. Yeah, I think, uh, 11 dimensions, Amy, I really don't know. I'm sure that there are ways to uh, <laughs> uh, to fit into 11 dimensions, but I'm, I'm afraid I'm not, um, I'm not uh, skilled enough to be able to answer that. But... Um, have a look on the internet because there's so much information about this kind of geometry on there. You might find something interesting. Um, Robin writes, this is timely, just visited with Kathy about the Hilmer at Clint exhibition is currently at the Guggenheim. This explains some of her work. Thank you. Right. Hilmer af Clint, I guess she's a painter. Um, is it true that all etheric matter may is made by the Davic realms. I'm told that's the case. Uh, I think that's what we read in the in the Tibetans' books. Uh, yes, they're the builders of our physical world, and the etheric underpins the physical manifestation. So yes, I guess that's true. From Sue Christensen, uh, Cohen explanation. Thank you very much. It seems like there's a there's a little uh, a, a hyperlink there. Um, to look at um, from James. Thanks, James. Very interesting. Are you saying that three D tri tri triangles we are creating are also penetrating the planet and possibly affecting the lower kingdoms and nature as well? That is an interesting thought, James. I I do think possibly uh, perhaps there are interpenetrating triangles that go through the Earth rather than around it, but. Um, who knows? Uh, I guess the mineral kingdom plays its part as much as the um, surface life that we have on the planet. Um, yeah, it's interesting to think about. Thank you. Thank you so much, James. Thank you. And um, we really value your participation in this work. Mm -hmm. So why don't we now just close up our portal of our meeting with a moment of silence wherein we connect with all fellow triangles workers throughout the world. Thank you everyone. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you again. <laughs>